tree sap. Through the winter months, our deciduous trees are dormant, snoozing through the challenges that short days and cold nights carry. And through this winter slumber, tree roots are keeping a stash of carbohydrates in their underground pantry. Summer sunshine stored as starch, safely waiting for spring. In March, as winter fades, bare tree branches and their budding leaf buds are carefully tracking the intensity and duration of daylight. Leaf buds are able to do this because they are equipped with photosensory cells to measure the differential between daylight and darkness. So when the cosmos is all aligned, when the time and season are just right, leaf buds send a signal to the roots, hormone-encoded messages to inform that the arrival of spring is now a sure thing. These little leaf buds are eager to unfurl, but to do this, they need the roots to release the starchy stores of last summer's sunshine. Once the roots receive the message, they make a special enzyme to break down the stored starch, an enzyme that converts starch to sugar. And as the sugars accumulate in the roots, an osmotic gradient develops between the roots and the soil, which draws in water with which to make a sugary solution, ready to send up as sap. When we simply say that the sap is beginning to rise, this is the chain of events, the clever chemistry and nuances of physics that trees employ to wake themselves up for spring. For the rest of the year, sap travels up and sap travels down, transport network of the tree, carrying hormones as messages from limb to limb, bringing minerals from root to branch, moving molecules from deep in the soil to a leaf held 40 meters high in the air. But at no other time of the year does sugary sap travel up a tree. This is reserved for spring. For the rest of the growing season, sugary sap travels downwards from green solar leaves, concocting sugars from the air, providing all the sustenance needed for every part of the tree to grow and repair its cells and tissues, coursing through tiny viaducts drawn up by osmosis pumping water through the tree and out the tiny pores on each and every leaf. Sap is an essential carrier, an elixir of life, powering lignum and bark and pollen and seed. Just like a river in reverse, a dendritic transport network, sap moves and flows from root to trunk to branching limbs and a thousand tiny twigs. Sap is like a river water flowing back to the source, backwards through the wide river, to the branching streams, to the thousand tiny headwaters. And just like river water, sap is a valuable liquid. But this concoction is too sweet and inaccessible for most animals. Aphids, however, have learned to suck sap directly from leaves and petioles to draw out the sugary goodness through a piercing tube they have evolved especially for this purpose. Because aphids love to gorge on sugary sap, these tiny insects are themselves a super sweet treat for bigger insects, gobbled up in turn by ladybirds, wasps and hoverfly larvae. 
but aphids also release some of the sap as their very own brand of sweet goo. The sticky stuff we call honeydew. This is the honeydew that ants love to eat. The sticky dew that falls from trees in summer. Coating bicycle handlebars and cars with sticky stuff. The excretions of aphids who've eaten too much sugary sap. When the feast is over and the sap has done its job, when the earth has spun itself back to autumn and trees prepare for dormancy all over again, the excess sap will once again be sent back to the roots, converted to starch and stored for the spring.